This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground, up and running, and sounding great. Professional podcast production at extremely affordable rates. Do yourself a favor if you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't really have a whole lot of time to manage the editing, the posting of the show, and making it sound as good as possible. Uh, go to prettyeasypodcast.com because they'll help you do it at a great rate, and it doesn't matter what your show's about. It could be a sports show, a food show, business. It could be a show about extremely rare birds. Doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, and they'll help you get your show off the ground, up and running, and sounding great today. Whatever your passion is, Pretty Easy Podcast is ready to help you enjoy it even more. Everybody has a podcast these days, right? Get in on the fun and go to Pretty Easy Podcast dot com today or just email them to get started at pretty easy podcasts at gmail.com pretty easy podcast making podcasting uh well pretty easy this is the future this is not the past the new xfl will kick off in 2020 What the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of May 19th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. New coaches, new presidents, new personnel positions. It was a nice week for the XFL. This is episode 69, and here we are. If we sound a little bit different in terms of the audio this week, it's because we are in a round table at Bryant's wedding this weekend. So congratulations to you, Bryant, and more... Even more importantly, congratulations to us because we got a big week to talk about. <laughs> I believe this is the first time all four of us have been in the same room doing this. Hey, hey, correct? don't don't pull the curtain back that far. <laughs> yes, we're all in the same room for once, and uh, it's going to be fun because there's a lot to get into this week. Uh, Bryant's wedding, of course, is the main event for us, but yeah. for all of you, <laughs> the, the news that came out this week, I mean, pick one. The last head coach, general manager, uh, a very interesting hire in in as an offensive coordinator coming into Dallas. A very interesting position created in Dallas for a player personnel person. And we get dates for the summer showcases we've heard about and details. I mean, I don't know. For me, I can't wait to talk about these summer showcases because I plan on being at it. <laughs> Alan, we mentioned it on This Is Not The XFL Show exclusively on our Patreon. Doesn't it seem like the TV deal was six months ago? It does. Right? I, <laughs> I forget talking about it almost because <laughs> we've been you know, off air talking about all the big news that came out this week. Uh, re- really a lot of fun to get into. Of course, if you want to get involved on the show, you could call in 724-565-4XFL. Leave us a message after you listen. We love to get your comments that way. And, of course, social media is a great way to do it as well. At XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, last week, we did discuss the TV deal, believe it or not. We talked about that. We talked We <laughs> talked a lot about uh, 
the uh, the, the L.A. head coaching hire in Winston Moss, which does also feel like it was ages ago. Uh, but we got great reaction. A lot of people entertained by Winston Moss. Uh, a lot of people talking about, well, that, that name doesn't really excite me. Uh, Vince, you, you didn't get to react to Winston Moss, so what did you think of the hire? I, I, I love the, uh, the, the press conference. He certainly <laughs> won me over there. The guy's got a passion for the game. Uh, you know, he's coached at a number of different levels. I, I love the hire. It sounds like is... he wants to be back on the field instead of on the <laughs> sideline. Yes. But we haven't ruled out player coaches in this league. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I'm ruling him out. Uh, we also got good reaction to, to the TV deal conversation. Of course, I'd say the majority of people were super impressed by it. And uh, J- Jim tweeted in at us and had an interesting take on it. He loves the network's that the league's going to be on. But we we were talking about the AAF in comparison, and he said to say that the AAF wasn't on the right channels. He doesn't understand it all, Bryant. Can you clarify for Jim, for Jim why we said that about the AAF? I might even have to defer to Jake. Jake, how do you feel about the AAF having to be streamed from your telephone? <laughs> well, onto... I, they, they had the right outlets whenever they were on CBS week one. and Were they ever on CBS other than week one? They weren't planned. CBS Prime? I, they were on CBS Sports, I believe. Yeah, and the yeah. They weren't going to be making their way back to network television until the championship game. That never happened. So, yeah, that's why we said, you know, other than CBS, uh, there's still people out there that do not get the NFL network. I was one of them. If you got to log on to your computer to watch the game, that's another reason why we yeah, mentioned and, that. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's shame on me for not paying attention, but it seemed like it was a different channel every week and it, and, the, and you had to, it, it, well it seemed like that it wasn't but it seemed like yeah, that that's it, you had NFL network you had Turner you had you had uh, Bleacher Report Live you had CBS Sports I mean you know what the XFL did it's, it's was, consistent it was head and shoulders above they had a nice graphic it had every single week every single station printed on it I already know I've already set my DVR Really, for, for all these games for next year. So I'm going to have them all recorded as I watch well, them live. And the other important piece that we brought up last week was exposure, right? How the how these games for the XFL are going to be exposed on ESPN, on ABC, on Fox. When you walk into a bar, those those channels are on. Yeah. Nobody has CBS on. Nobody has TNT. Nobody wants to watch Shawshank Redemption for the 100th time, <laughs> right? That's why TNT's not on. Yeah. You're going to have ESPN on. You're going to have Fox Sports And there's going to be there's going to be advertisement for it, commercials. I didn't see one commercial. I didn't see one ad in a newspaper or a magazine. I didn't see a, a, a banner pop up on a web page. I didn't see anything for, for the AAF telling me where to watch these games, what the matchups were. Uh, you know, it, the XFL already head and shoulders above. Yeah, to clarify for, for listener Jim uh, a little bit more, the, the AAF being on TV is was nice, but being on the right TV channels, I mean, just because these are TV channels doesn't make it a great TV deal. The AAF had a lot left to be desired. Like Vince said, especially, we know every week, every single and, time and, and already. it's especially not good when you're not getting paid for it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, and then you're right. That, that just to finish on this, the AAF was an infomercial. These networks for the XFL, Fox, and the Disney networks are invested. It, they are paying for this. They're going to want to expose this league just like the XFL. And, that, and that's a good that's a good su- subject for debate. There, you know, would you take being on a lesser channel if they were going to pay you a lot of money? I if they were going to pay take you the partnership. Rate? I take this partnership the way it is because you're going to get 
you know, the oh. effort from ESPN and from Fox in, in terms of marketing yeah. and, and get blowing it up, and eventually that's going to come, uh, you know, the, the, the rights deals. And, and how and long that. is the contract for this? Uh, multiple years. Multiple years. We only know. Know. Uh, so we'll say it's three years because yeah. I think that's what the uh, all the stadium leases are. Uh, I remember hearing that something two to about three, that. Four yeah. Range, yeah. So okay, you know, you know, if this thing takes off, which we all hope it does, uh, and I think we feel all pretty confident about that, in a few years, then you're going to be able to negotiate some rights. Yeah. And I think that's where where you know the mind of Vince McMahon is really overpowering everything. The money that, will be there right now. Vince McMahon has that covered. It's an get your exposure. Yes. Get your good yourself some good partnerships. Yeah. I'm telling you, the best part of this, I eat at the same sushi bar like twice a week. They always have ESPN. A sushi <laughs> bar has ESPN on. I know that I can go there and watch an XFL game. Yeah, we're not piling on you there, Jim. We just uh, want to clarify a little bit further our conversation from last week. We appreciate you reaching out to us on Twitter there, at XFL Show, if anybody ever wants to get their uh, questions in or respond to any topics on any particular show, you are welcome to. Uh, we always appreciate it. Hey, Brainiacs, it's Long Allen Ice-T here this week on Brainbuster Radio. It is a wedding called Wired, and we're all going to be there for the holy matrimony. You got that right, Long Island. Vin Man here. Jumpin' Jacob J is here. <laughs> Milk Calsonis is here. And of course, a man called Wired is here. Los Angeles, California. The wedding of the summer. We cannot wait to get it all kicked off this week on Brain Buster Radio. And we're going to be talking pro wrestling at a wedding. It's an unlike any pro wrestling podcast out there because not only do we make you feel like you're at a wrestling show every week, this week we're taking you to the reception, you're going to feel all the love. It's going to be like Macho, Macho Man and Elizabeth times a thousand. And we know what wrestling weddings are like, and yes. this one will not disappoint, I promise you that. I'm bringing a snake. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the wedding of the century. We're going to be talking Monday Night Raw, the AEW TV deal. Can't wait to hear Triple J's thoughts on that. Plus, will Moose the Mark show up out of nowhere? You'll have to listen and find out Brainiacs Brain Buster Radio on any podcast gimmick out there. Subscribe today and join the most exciting pro wrestling podcast out there today. Twinkle, twinkle, and now, let's get into some of the news of the week. Big news. Uh, the final head coach is hired. And oh my goodness, it was an interesting one. Especially if you follow the CFL like I do. It's the cover two. Going for two. Go for two and believe. June Jones, the eighth and final hire to be a head coach, general manager in the XFL, will take over the Houston XFL franchise, leaving the Hamilton Tiger Cats as the offensive coordinator there to take the job. 66-year-old, been all over the place, former NFL head coach, former uh, college football head coach, you know, Division One with SMU in Hawaii, he is renowned for his offensive mind, and he is our final head coach general manager in the league. Vince, your initial reaction to this last spot taken by June Jones? I love it. I am a huge June Jones fan. This guy, you know, he uh, very successful University of Hawaii, and then he also went to SMU. He brought them back from the grave. You know, they hadn't done anything in a very long time. He, Since Ron Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> scandal. And uh, what was that, Bobby Collins or something like that after that. But he, uh, you know, he finally took over for them uh, in the 2010-ish range. 
And, you know, he brought him, he got him a bowl victory. I mean, this was something that this program hadn't seen in quite some time. Uh, very innovative offensive uh, schemes from this gentleman. Excellent, excellent coach. I like this guy. A great uh, uh, student of the game, I would say. You know, he is really an excellent and O's person. I think that's the kind of stuff that is going to excel in the XFL with whatever sort of rules we come up with, a fast-paced style, that's what this guy can do, and I'm very excited to see it. Yeah, and when you say student of the game, he, he is because he's traveled so much as a coach. He's you know He is kind of a vagabond coach, been all over, done it all, been in the USFL as a position coach, NFL, went up to the CFL, not really know, knowing the game as well as some of the other you know longer-tenured coaches there, and you know came around and turned that Tiger Cats team around offensively, and... He leaves that situation. That's the really interesting thing to me is all the CFL coaches that have come to the XFL with really good resumes jumping ship from a, a pretty sturdy ship in the CFL. They just, again, avoided a stoppage. Their CBA's back for three more years. The CFL is fine. It's actually expanding. But coaches there, American coaches at least, looking for opportunities at home. And this was a big one for June Jones. Yeah, I will agree with that also. I, I don't have the stats about this individual like some of the guys do, but I think the most important thing is that he's basically leaving the number two position of a CFL club to come be, uh, you know, the head man in charge for the XFL. So, you know, CFL, not, nothing to scoff at. I understand he was not the head coach, but this was, you know, a uh, I, you'd have to say a, a systematic target at someone that you want, and they lured him away from a profitable, from a, another profitable league to come to the XFL. Well, it's not even a profitable. It's it's a secure league, right? The, the CFL has been around hundred and. You're, you're right. Yeah, how many Grey Cups have um, there been? There's a hundred and. I'm going to say hundred and eight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing over a hundred. I've only cups. been. I'll admit it. They've only been watching it for entire season for the. It's my third season going season into going it. In? Yes. So to to leave that secure job is is probably the most important thing and the most impressive thing by the XFL and being able to pull this man. Uh, we talked about how they pulled a uh, a scout from, was it the Buffalo Bills a couple weeks ago? Yeah. What was his name, Alan? Do you remember? The scout from the Buffalo Bills that they pulled. Oh, that to, to work with the league. Yeah. Uh, he formerly worked under Doug Whaley. Yeah. Name escapes me. Yeah, but, so we talked about how they actually pulled somebody from the NFL. That was their first ever real live pull. This is just as big in, in terms of head coach uh, or former head coach of the NFL, now offensive coordinator, well, was the offensive coordinator well, for CFL, well, and now the head coach. Well, you said, I mean, I'm. I'll even go back one more. I mean, pulling Bob Stoops out of retirement to me is is still the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing that I, I, I they probably yeah, said name I, your price. So let's let's go. Let, let's it, talk it, about that because we're on. Wait, a, hold on, Alan. We're not ranking them. If that's no, what no, okay, that'll be for the Patreon. <laughs> we'll do our rankings show of all eight head coaches. Hundred uh, seventh Grey Cup. We're going into okay. by the way. Um, but okay, we have all eight head coach, general managers now. Of all the eight hires and all the you know the eight press conferences and these eight instances of, of big news for the league, what stands out the most to you? Is it Bob Stoops still, Vince? To, to me, that's the most shocking. Uh, you know, I'm, we'll see how he does in this in this sort of environment, but. Um, yeah, that's the most surprising. But June Jones may be the one I'm most excited about, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I like the, the you know a lot of offensive-minded coaches in this with Tressman and June Jones, which is the kind of uh, Bob Stoops is you know bringing on his offensive coordinator. We're going to talk about in a moment too. That's the kind of uh, types of coaches that we targeted uh, le- leading up 
uh, all last year, early parts of this year, talking about guys that are going to be innovative and want to reimagine the game. Because that's what this league's all about, reimagining the game of football, good, crisp football, quality of the play. That's what it's all about, and that's what these guys can do. Alan, a lot of talk was made about Pep, right, and how this was possibly a, a favor to Pep because of all of her luck in their history. But in reality, it's, he fits the mold perfectly. I think Pep Hamilton leaving Michigan uh-huh. right, and, and getting to the XFL uh, shouldn't be overlooked as, as another type of coach that left something that was more solid uh, than the XFL is in this current state, and, and they're going to go take a chance to be a head coach in the XFL. I think Pep, to me, uh, was something that, people thought would be a minor move and actually turn out to be a pretty major Yeah, we should remember that none of these head coaches were sitting at home begging for jobs. Uh, Coach Stoops was sitting at home, uh, probably counting his money, and they they got him back on the field. You're right. To me, that is the thing that stands out the most is offensive minds all over the place for these these hires. You've You've got Pep, Bob Stoops, Trestman, Hayes, it's just everybody's coming in with different and unique offensive minds to help, you know, hopefully create a league that's going to have high scoring and a lot of excitement in under three hours. <laughs> 245. 200, 245. 245. That's the sweet spot right that's there. That's the sweet spot. But uh, you, don't, you don't have any Mike Singletary's in this league, you know, who are, you know, Kicking field goals left and right. But winning games. Yeah. And that may also maybe kind of signifies, okay, now I know why Jim Hazlitt's not in this league. I think yeah. that now I understand that. Yeah. But in, a, in, a, in a case like a Jim Hazlitt, this was a guy that was an NFL head coach for for a good amount of time. You know, I, I, he's not I, – I, I don't know this for sure, but I can't imagine that he's hurting for money, hurting for opportunity. You know, th- these guys, I'm not saying they're hurting for, for money either. The people that are taking, I think they took it because they legitimately want to be involved. Uh, but they're also, this is their kind of league. You know, <laughs> Jim Hazlitt, I don't, I, he he's more of an NFL coach. What's the opportunity, right? The opportunity that all these coaches are getting. Uh, Bob Suits, even this is his first opportunity at head coaching a professional paid league. Uh, le- legally paid, we'll say that. Um, <laughs> and, and, and this and Pep, you know, all these coaches have, have been begging for this chance, um, and now they're getting it, and that, and that's why it's it's going to be very interesting, very exciting because these coaches are going to be in it for the long haul. But, uh, but we're going to go rank these guys, and we're going to really <laughs> dive into them for a special episode for sure on pay, on the Patreon. But look at the eight guys, and there is one guy who stands out. So Hayes was an offensive assistant. Uh, Zorn, head coach, but offensive guy. Uh, you got Stoops, who you know, I mean, he's a he's a head coach, but offensive, huge, great offenses. You now you've got uh, you bring in June Jones, Trestman, Pep, Gilbride, and the one that stands out is Winston Moss, the only guy brought in who was a defensive coach, uh, linebackers coach, and assistant head coach with the Green Bay Packers. It, it stand, he also stands out like a sore thumb, which will be interesting to see. So if you're got the best coach, I'm sorry. He is the biggest. <laughs> is it? A, is it? You know, any coincidence? The defensive guy is the biggest personality. Well, of them if all. you're handicapping this, I mean, is do you go against the grain and go with the, you know the more of the defensive team here? And they, you know, they may not be favored a lot going early on, but I, I sense a lot of backdoor covers coming in from from, <laughs> from, uh, from the LA. <laughs> well, this is not a developmental league, right? This is what the AAF did. 
the Birmingham Iron were shutting people down. Now, I'm telling you there was some sort of conspiracy where they said, stop shutting people down. We need these players to develop. This <laughs> LA team is going to shut people down, I guarantee you. They're not you think? Well, oh, it wow. depends, we'll see depends on the players. and we're, the, play, and the We're the best team, Vince. Don't yeah. you know this already? <laughs> it depends on who they get. And, of course, the uh, summer showcases are coming up that we're going to talk about. But, wow, eight coaches, eight unique offenses, uh, one defensive-minded guy, this is going to be really fun. Uh, they, the XFL definitely did a good job, I think. Just on the surface, the eight names we see out there with June Jones as the last one. Uh, home, home runs all over the place, good variety, also personalities and experience. And uh, now it's on to the players, which is going to be really fun. But uh, we do have some other no- notes coaching-wise and front office-wise. Uh, let's go to Dallas because uh, they had a couple of hires this week we need to talk about. Uh, Daryl Moose Johnston, the former Dallas Cowboys fullback, former Fox television analyst, and most recently, Jake, the general manager of the AAF's San Antonio Commanders. If you ask me, he was going to be the GM to win that championship, maybe. If, maybe. If, if Steve Spurrier you know, had a bad game. But uh, he was you know, doing well with the AAF. That league folds. Here he comes in, director of player personnel for Dallas. How does that position... This position that we didn't really know about until this week, defer from what the general manager is going to do or defer from what Optimum Scouting is going to do for the league, Vince? What do you think this is going to be? I don't know. If an it's assistant good. GM type role? or it, That's what it sounds like. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, you know, once the league gets up and running, this guy's going to scour, you know, the the earth for for replacement players if, if guys leave or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. That front office for Dallas is star-studded. You know, names we recognize, but also it makes for an interesting uh, draft I think we're going to get once these summer sessions are done. Now the general managers have people to bounce ideas off of and, you know, work with in, in the scouting. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's good to have, you know, more good people involved. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but... You know, you also got to pay these people. Too. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. that's so, the thing I'm, yeah, wor- is I'm it, wondering. Is it an unnecessary? If it's an unnecessary position, why are you paying for something? Well, like you that? have a but, du- director of player personnel for the league, right? That's Eric Galco. He's the uh, director of player personnel, right? That's his title, right? So now you have individual team uh, directors of player personnel. So Eric Galco is going to go out there, probably share information with the entire league. Say, here are the pool of players. You guys make these decisions. You make these choices. Now you have these individual teams that need... Because remember, there's a competitiveness to this, right? They can't all just share all their information. These team uh, directors of player personnel are going to be focused on their team. They're going to share information with themselves and not with the but LA isn't team. The, isn't the coach also the general manager, though? But and they have a coach. Here. He can yeah. make the decisions, but you're going to have someone to look to look towards to say, hey, how is this player doing? What do you actually think of this player? Uh, rather than just what... And, and you know, Eric Alco and the, and the team at Opt- Op- Optimum Scouting... Uh, is great. Don't get me wrong, right? We're not questioning that, but as a team, you're going to want to have information internally for yourself, and that's why I think the Bob Stoopses of the world are going to go to these uh, directors of player personnel and say, "Hey, what do you think about this player?" Yeah, Vince, you know, a war room can't just be Bob Stoops or these and these head coaches by themselves, and there they got to have people to bounce ideas off. Oh, of. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see you know this is a guy that's going to be working 
with the head coach, I, I guess. That's, now, do we think, is every club required to have uh, this position, or is this something that Dallas just, or Coach Stoops decided that they need this position and they're going to fill it? Do we know that? We don't. That's this. So is that the discretion of the club, we this, would think, right now? I'm, I'm betting we're going to see this, this role be, get filled on the seven other teams. So, yeah. But we didn't know anything about this coming, and for where. it to be such you know a big name, too. In Moose Johnston, yeah. it's very interesting. And also, he's kind of, it feels like an assistant type of role compared to what he was doing in San Antonio. So, that's also, you know, interesting to think about him maybe uh, taking a step down in terms of the amount of control he has over a club. But but, does, but is he really? Because you remember the AAF, they were, they were localized, right? You had, yeah. your, you had your players. Oh, so many roles. So many, so many rules. Rules, yeah. right? So, you couldn't select any player you want. Here, there is no restrictions. There's no geographical Restrictions for a team, you're going to be able to pick who you want, where you're well, not who you want, but who you think is the best. Are you sure about that? Because there were people from the the East Coast playing on the San Diego. team. No, there today. was, but there yeah, was an but, original draft. Yeah. And the teams, the players were put on teams based on geographical uh, proximity. But then, if you passed on a player like uh, John Menzel, because John Menzel was a San Antonio player, right? If I'm not mistaken, and he was passed on, and then he went into the waivers wire. Mm-hmm. That's how he ended up in Memphis. So, yeah. so it was a process. Yeah, this is a, a interesting development because we didn't know that this would be a role that the XFL would have on the teams, and you know we don't know any of the financials behind what Moose Johnston's getting and and exactly what he'll be doing for Stoops, but uh, powerhouse there in Dallas with big name guys running that team, putting it together. So you. Do you think Vegas already is planning on making them the favorites? Just because I don't know. I would but say I, I'm ho- go by name value. I'm hoping coaches. we could get some people from yeah. Vegas on, on the show. Yes, this I know you've been pushing me hard. To, uh, to we got to get players that. first. Players first, and then we could start talking from the Vegas perspective. Uh, but Dallas, we'll stay with their perspective because not only do they hire Moose Johnston this week as director of player personnel, they also hired a legendary coach to be their offensive coordinator. How mummy? Jordan Bob Stoops uh, in Dallas. He is, Vince, the inventor or innovator, I guess you would say, of the air raid offense. And in case our listeners don't exactly know what the air raid offense is, uh, Vince will explain it to you because it is some of the most exciting football that you see in college football, at least these days. Yeah, and even a lot of stuff in the NFL. Yeah, too. It's, it's uh, leaked in. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, a, a lot of spread, uh, hurry-up concepts there. You know, we're talking... You know, probably four, at least four wide receivers at all times. Uh, rarely using a tight end. Probably a, a scat running back in there. Uh, wide spreads on the offensive line. Uh, hurry, no huddle. Not subbing very often. Quick throws. Getting the ball out quickly. Played within the first twenty yards, as opposed to a run and shoot type system where you're where you're bombing it down the field. Uh, they're really spreading the ball around here, uh, making defenses defend sideline to sideline. Uh, this is something that you see, like you said, Alan, used in, in college football all the time. So tough to defend to get your athletes on defense to cover these guys for sixty minutes all over the field. And I love that you know Moose Johnston comes on as the director of player personnel, <laughs> and then this is a team that will never use a. Full Fullback, <laughs> ever, ever. Uh, how or mom- even run straight ahead, maybe. Yeah. Uh, how mummy though? You know, part of this incredible coaching tree that involves you know him, Bob Stoops, Mike Leach up at Washington State, formerly Texas Tech, and, and who you? And, and you know they were together. He was at Kentucky. When that they're the guys that you know where they started putting that offense together in UK, yeah. and Tim Couch ends up becoming. 
a first overall pick because they made him look like a million dollars way long ago. Uh, Hal Mummy is, you know, so well respected in the coaching ranks, and he is bringing the exact type of mentality that the XFL wants when it comes to the offenses in this league. So a huge hire there by Bob Stoops, who, I mean, is he really even going to have to do anything? I mean, he still could probably play as much golf as he was. Jake has got an an offensive genius, and he's got a a good GM type to help him out here. Well, I mean, some some were going to say that about Steve Spurrier. And and look, they finished with the best record, you know, in that league. A true CEO. While it existed, at least. So I I don't think he's just going to be, you know, a a statue out there or anything. He's got to make the decisions. I mean, Bob Stoops, trust me, I couldn't coach this team to make success even if I had these players. Bob Stoops is going to have a lot of input. Uh, To have this type of offense uh, as a a possibility, though, just gives the XFL more options. They're going to have this passing offense now in in Dallas, it seems like. Who knows what kind of offense they're going to have all over the league. You're going to see so many different varieties of, of types of football in the XFL that it's, it's just going to lead to to excitement to more eyes, hopefully, and and that's what the XFL needs. The cool thing is that we are really getting into the competitive aspect of the league now. Like These are coaches who are making decisions that they're hoping will give them a leg up on the other coaches. You see Mark Tressman making hires, bringing CFL people that he's comfortable with to come work with him in Tampa. You see Bob Stoops bringing in good minds and friends and, and people he knows that are going to be successful and know what they're doing. So it's it's on now. The competition has yeah, begun it, already. These are not PR moves. No, uh, you know these guys are out there to win. Yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. These are guys that have been innovative in their careers, and they're going to have a chance to be innovative again as we reimagine the game yeah. here. I mean, we we still got to. I can't stress this enough. The rules are going to be different. We, you know, we know some of the things that they're, that they're looking at, but nothing's set in stone yet. I cannot wait to see these rules written down on paper, and then we could see how these coaches are going to adapt their systems to fit these roles, and not just make it an exciting game, but to exploit, uh, you know, the other team. That's what it's going to be all about. I think coaching is going to be so critical in this in this game as far as who's going to win and lose. You know, it's, it's just it's just crazy how all these hires are happening. Uh, Jim Zorn's Rolodex must Rolodex must must much must be getting much smaller. He's throwing, out. He's throwing out the cards yeah. as you go. Uh, Do you think he had Mummy on speed dial? Or oh, something he, he, no, no, he doesn't have anything on speed dial. It's under yeah. M. Under he has got he a has an actual Rolodex. Yeah, Rolodex. Uh, no, but these coaches they're they're flying off the shelves. Honestly, uh, there's not a lot of selection out there for the XFL, uh, but they're picking up everything that they can. Uh, and if their player personnel is actually just as good as how they're finding all these coaches. I mean, the XFL is, lying, is setting themselves up for a great. Time. They're rating the CFL ranks already, and you know we'll see wh- who what other people jump from. Who knows the NFL, the CFL, the college ranks. Um, CFL is so close to their training camps to see a name like June Jones leave. Uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats kind of were anticipating that though. If you follow the CFL, they had his guy in waiting already, so they kind of aren't worried about this. I don't think. But, uh, you know, the the XFL is on the scene, and they are really, you know, luring in some really, really impressive football people. How Mummy, another one that people are super excited about. And, uh, you know, last bit here in our cover two, uh, front office. We'll go to Houston again. Uh, They hired their president, Brian Michael Cooper, who was an an attorney, former sports executive, uh, and he'll be taking over the Houston franchise. Leaves three presidents, I believe, for us. Tampa, St. Louis, St. Louis, Houston, 
No, no LA, we got on Dallas. LA, and we need a Dallas, Dallas president. Yeah, yeah, uh, which might end up just being Bob Stoops at this point. <laughs> I don't have to say. We'll see what happens there. But uh, more roles being filled in the front offices, and that uh, oh man, that's going to mean uh, once those are all filled, it's all about the players, players only this fall. That's what it's about. That's interesting. We have to have a side conversation maybe later this week, exclusively on Patreon. Island. What's next <laughs> for the XFL? Is it players? Is it the rule book? What what do we want to see next? Well, I, I'm uh, we got rule book in June. We got rule book in June, and then it's players only until February. I'm more I'm interested you. in the rule book than, well, than the players. I think <laughs> they're going to hold that rule book as long as possible, or not let it all, or they may complete it, but not let it all out. Of Maybe the like chapter one in June. Yeah. Chapter yeah. one. We'll get the preface. Well, I, I'm. I'm definitely going to get it. State. I don't want it just in a PDF. I'm going to get it bound and put on my mantle. Is what I'm going to do. Just want to mail to uh, you yeah, I might well. just get it, have to go to Kinko's myself when that thing comes out. If you don't know about our Patreon, everybody, we do so much extra content there. And on a weekly basis, it's something different. It's something fun. And also we're covering not just the XFL, but we talk CFL, NFL, college football, all of it. And yes, I said CFL first, Brian. <laughs> Alan, because you they talk play. CFL. We talk football. You're going to be talking <laughs> CFL pretty soon, too. The games start in what, less than a month. And, uh, yeah, we cover it all. But, of course, all the XFL coverage that we do there, bonus shows like our exciting uh, ranking of the XFL head coaches that I've been waiting for for months. Uh, extensive breakdowns of the TV deal we did there. And, yes, we have merch, too, that you can uh, get as be, by becoming a, a patron on our Patreon. And don't forget, Alan, you can be on this very show right now. Hear your own voice. Uh, go over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. Yeah, I love it. We get to talk to the fans directly, our, our great patrons who give to the show, help us do, you know, do the, the regular show, but so much more. Uh, we do offer you opportunities to be heard and be a part of it and, and voice your opinion, join us, and it, it's really interactive too. So check it out if you have not yet. It's the XFL and in a way that you're not going to experience anywhere else. It's, this is the XFL show on Patreon. All right, let's get into it, though, and let's talk about the players because we know when they'll be showcasing their talents for these coaches and per- player personnel people. The dates are set. The summer showcase is upon us, and we are marking our calendars because we're going to be busy. Brian, we've got we've to get to these, these their combines and, and cover them because they're going to be huge for the league, and they're the subject of this week's hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58, go! Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, flip, caliber. Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Miller, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese! We need you to fuck Hey, Seattle! The summer showcases, in case you don't know what those are, we had Doug Whaley on, and and he described to us uh, they will be like the Combine, but not Underwear Olympics. These are going to be XFL tryouts, invite only though, and the details have come out on what types of players will be at these events, how many of them there will be, what dates they'll be, where the locations will be as well, and we're looking at approximately 100 players at, at... at this each summer showcase event, so we've got eight of them, and uh, they're gonna, you know, be 
invited to these things through their agents. These are going to be players with representation mostly already. And, and we're going to see uh, a combine of sorts where we're going to see, you know, football you know, drills, Jake. And I, I know this stood out to you. Verified measurements. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're right. I mean, these they're not going to be sitting down and uh, taking written tests here, you know, <laughs> uh, or running through a certain types of ob- obstacle courses. You're going to be looking at uh, strength, speed, and sure, football intelligence, but, you know, not, I don't think anything on paper. So you're right. You're looking at probably about a 1,000 invites you're going to have that you're looking to fill your team. If you take you know at least a hundred people per the eight, uh, is, is, it, is it going to be more than a hundred? Is it limited to a hundred? I it's thought approximately a hundred. Well, that's so. interesting because you're gonna have, you're gonna have eight tryouts, a hundred people at each one, right? So that kind of t- that tells you that roughly forty percent of the people invited to these things are going to be playing in the league. Most likely. Is that what that means? I mean, yeah. it, it's a good, it's, there's I a good mean, chance. Hopefully, I think that's the way the league sees it. And I anticipate a lot of these players being, uh, at least you know, for now, because we're looking at you know the next couple of months. These showcases are happening. A lot of the players that the XFL wants are going to be on that NFL teams still before they get cut. So the players that are going to get invited to these things are going to be guys who are at the spring league. And who are AAF maybe yeah, who well. are in the yeah. AAF possibly? Um, do you think, or who maybe are going to say maybe I'll leave the CFL? Those kind of guys. Do you think they should have waited until after August? Absolutely not. You can't. I don't think there's you enough can't. time. This is this is a different kind of uh, tryout. This isn't for maybe those elite players that they're going to give the big you know upper tier contracts to. But this is going to be yeah, for a lot of the you're not going to get your tier one player yeah. out, out of this. I mean, you could you could find a, a tier one. Caliber player, where they're actually paying. Would not be much. surprised at all if the MVP of the XFL is at one of these showcases. Well, I mean, Alan, if you keep no, making that claim, possible. eventually you're going to be right Chad, with that one. Chad Kelly might be at one of these. Now, I think the most interesting <laughs> thing about this, well, not the most, but one of the very interesting things about this is that they're having these quote unquote tryouts in the local markets, in, in the actual, um, around the facilities of where they're actually going to be playing these games. The LA market, the Seattle market, all these, these areas are now going to have. Uh, a chance to bring in fans, make these public, open now, to the public. Okay, now I don't know. Doing, I don't know about that. No, you they, really want to? Hold on one second, Jay, because you want these to be open. You want fans to be engaged with your product. When I went last yeah. summer to the AAF's open tryout, it was it was a complete disaster. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't do anything. You, they weren't involving the community. You do, but you don't want to make a farce out of it. All it's not a farce. You have players with agents. These are players that can play. It's not like you're having somebody but if you're making, show up in their boxers. Com- completely open, you may have people showing up. <laughs> but they're not open. They are no. I, I know, I, but I'm I thought saying, you were saying no, you wanted not to make the, them open. No, Tryouts are closed. I'm saying make these open to the public for viewing. The, the more pleasure. the more hoi polloi you you invite to this stuff, the more you run the risk. I think of you know people falsely uh, posting you know this, this thing sucks. This Representing you, stuff. Well, no well, well so I'm sure media will be there, and we're hoping to be there because uh, we know the dates, we know the locations, and June 7th will be the first one. We've got Dallas at Maverick Stadium. Then on June 8th, Houston TDECU Stadium, the home of the Houston XFL team, will be uh, the second tryout or second showcase. New York, June 14th. I'm hoping to go Sprague Field, Washington, D.C., June 15th at the St. James Complex. L.A., June 21st, Veterans Memorial Stadium. Seattle, June 22nd at Memorial Stadium. Tampa Bay, June 29th at Raymond James Stadium, home of the Tampa Bay team. And St. Louis, the last one on July 13th, Lou Fuzz Training Facility 
at one Rams way. They better change the name of that street. <laughs> All right? No. But why? I don't understand why you'd want to change that. We've got That's the, the one I want to go to, by the way. We've got the eight, the eight locations, dates... And cities uh, all lined up there. Now, how are they going to do this? Like, at Dallas, certainly they're not just going to lock this off to Bob Stoops. To oh, no, no, there, no, right? no, You're no, gonna, no, no. I wonder, are all eight coaches going to yes. be there? Or is this something that, that a director of player personnel, this new hire, is that something that perhaps oh, yeah. this could I'd, be his major responsibility imagine, while the coaches work on? Uh, I'd imagine it's going to be all hands on deck here I to see, assume. you know, what these guys are made of and, and, you know, who we want to be in this league. So they are just inviting regional players players we, we would assume I don't think they're inviting regional players here I think they're having these tryouts in the markets because they want the exposure but anybody from anywhere but I mean, can you come wouldn't bring anybody this. from Sacramento why not to uh, uh, Seattle or why couldn't you bring them to Seattle because well no well, that's okay they're up there but okay, I'm why saying, you bring them to DC to, if you, you don't have room in Seattle or in LA why not bring them to DC if you think he can play bring them to DC so that way he I can just get exposure. think there would be room in LA or Seattle well, for that I, I just don't think this is team centric. Yeah, they're putting it in the markets, yeah. but definitely, I, I, I expect, fully expect, the coaches for all eight teams to be at every single it, one of these I, to get as much exposure. I, for these I think it's possible. that. It, it's probably also for local media to come That's, cover. Yeah, it, it has to be. Know, it has if to be not fans, it's definitely local media. If it wasn't for local media or to get a buzz in the town, they would just have these at you know off neutral offsite places. Well, the XFL has even uh, sent out to agents. The uh, reasoning behind the summer showcase, what exactly is going to be going down for their clients, what kind of players will be there as well, so it can give you guys those details to clarify it a little bit more. But uh, you're, you're going to be seeing uh, invite-only workouts for players who are going to be considered potential XFL players by the player personnel people at the XFL currently. And those players will be players who have played in the NFL or alternate football leagues, a.k.a. AAF players looking for jobs or players who have recently completed their college eligibility and uh, you're going to be seeing like you said Jake verified measurements but also uh, light combine like athletic testing not you know underwear Olympics we will see some 40 yard dashes though but we're going to see cool stuff like positional workouts that and and team workouts that you might not see at a traditional NFL combine There'll also be, you know, the tr- the interview process, background information for the league to f- really know who these players are, and it's going to really develop the player pool for all the coaches to select from throughout these these uh, summer showcases. Because that's how you're going to win as a coach or player personnel person in this league is you're going to analyze these summer showcases and fill out your team with quality players that are here. The superstars that, that the XFL gets, you know, the bigger names, the guys who are going to get paid the most are going to be important, but it's how you win football games. Do you think at this, do you think this is the point? At this very moment, the very first one in, on June 7th in, where's that one, Alan? Dallas. Dallas. At that point, do you think the coaches stop sharing information with themselves, with each other, and the competition starts? You yeah. think that's when it happened. Oh, I think it already has I, started. I was going to say, I think it happened yeah. already. It's already. If game. you see a player that you think is going to be great that everybody's dismissing, you're not sharing that with anybody. Oh, yeah. You're, you're really, yeah, you don't have to lead them astray, but that's just something you don't say. Yeah, yeah the the gamesmanship has already begun. The the, the competition. You know what happens here. with LA? That's great. He's not going to share anything with anyone. Winston Moss. <laughs> There's going to be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> If he hear, if Winston Moss hears that Jonathan Hayes is looking at one of his players, we might see a fist fight at one of these these showcases. Uh, but this is going to be cool. Uh, we're going to hopefully be there. 
Brian, I'm hoping I can make it to New York or D.C. or both. I'm uh, planning on the Los Angeles one, looking at uh, other opportunities for the other ones because I feel like uh, I just feel like this is the first chance for 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 more exposure uh, because really they've only had the uh, the the coach uh, the coach press conferences right now. That's yeah. all that's ever been in the local markets. In local markets, yeah, because the teams they were just all in New York. Yeah, we'll find out right now. We don't know if these are going to be open to the public for viewing, and I don't know. It is an underwear Olympics, but it's still not a football game. I don't know how what kind of draw that would be to get people in the stands. If it, maybe it's going to be a seven-on-seven game. Oh, yeah. geez, here we go. <laughs> I, don't <know> about, <laughs> I don't know about that, Vince, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much access we get. We're hoping we can get our feet on the ground there at the, some of these events and get some interviews and some insight into what's going on with the XFL as they develop their player pool. Um, also included in the summer showcase uh, emails and, and notices that have been sent out by the league. Uh, you know, more on the kind of players that are going to be there. Street free agents, as they're called. AAF yeah, uh, 2019 draft class players, so undrafted rookies, uh, maybe some undrafted rookie free agents who are going to say, I'm not even going to try to make this NFL team because I know I won't. I'm going to go to the XFL. You don't know. Vince, do you know how many players are invited to the Combine every year? It's, mm. it's I know it's more than the two, what is it, 254 that get drafted, but... Yeah, it, I I don't know the exact number, but it, it's I mean, we have to look it, that up. It's a fair amount. I mean, you yeah, you're probably I mean, you're talking more than eight hundred, or you're talking less. No, than, I, I would think, think it's, it's less eight, than that. It's but, less than but you're talking about a difference of one hundred fifty. Let's just put it out there of players that were invited to the combine that didn't get drafted. That maybe seventy five. So like seventy five players that were at the combine might be at this as well. And th- there are NFL players, I I, current I, NFL players. I don't from know if that I'd pool. say that because I, I would say everybody that was at the combine was signed to an NFL team, or uh, yeah, the vast majority of them. I, I would say probably yeah. all, if not I'd all, unless they underperformed at the combine. Well, even if you but the thing is, the some of those, not drafted, some of those players signed. might be eligible to go to these showcases. You know their camps haven't aren't going to be going on yet. I wonder how that works. Yeah, if, you, if you're if you're signed a a some sort of contract to try out uh, in an NFL training camp for a particular club, are you allowed to try out for another club in the XFL? Well, that that would be an NFL restriction because I don't think the I don't XFL know. is going to restrict themselves to, to that. Well, no, but I don't know if the NFL. Well, a note the XFL people. sent out to agents here does say clients who are currently on an NFL roster who would like to consider. Uh, Playing in the XFL, so that's another tier of players that they're looking. Yeah, for. that's still going to be at the NFL's discretion, if available. It does say there, so there might be some well, available current. That's, that's the X. Hold on, that's NFL the XFL CYA right there. That's well, yeah. just saying, hey, you got it. If they're signed and they can play or they can sign with us, then yeah, sure, bring them. But yeah, we're, you know, it's a very an gray agent, area. An yes. agent may be telling his, his client, hey, yes, I understand that you're, you know, you're signed to try out for the Rams right now. But odds are you're not going to make it. You know, would you like to go try out for the XFL instead? Yeah, yeah, they may say that. So I'm. That's also one thing I'm going to have my eye on is keep an eye on who shows up. Yeah, <laughs> what and who's a current NFL training camp invitee? You know, an undraft, a UDFA, or or just some veteran. Uh, we'll see if any of those people show up at the sh- summer showcases. Cannot wait for the lists. Of the hundred players or so yeah. at each camp, I think if you're going to one of these, you got to be really hanging out in the parking lot, I'm looking to see what kind of limousines show up. And who gets <laughs> Do you think that list is going to be made public? Uh, 
I have I have a feeling we're gonna know at least most of the players who are gonna be at these at these showcases and why not I, we you know get us interested in the players that are gonna be in this league I think they definitely should be and that information I'm sure if not made public by the league will at least be made available by someone agents yeah. players themselves and I I have a feeling like you said the parking lot would be like just like the replacements. In the beginning, and you're seeing the different personalities getting out of their cars. Who's going to be in this league? Sumo wrestlers, maybe? No, I don't know about that. But uh, well, I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's talent all over the world. The CFL's taking notice. I've been talking about that for weeks now. There's a difference if you're driving in in a Cadillac or you're driving in in a, in a Buick. Uh, we know we know that much. <laughs> so, so the the summer show summer showcases highlight of the summer uh, for for us. I think other than you know. The great summer read that will be the XFL rulebook. <laughs> Alan, you brought it up on this is not. Do you have the uh, the the Alvan uh, ready to go for the summer? The Al- oh my my airstream your airstream maybe you're gonna, gonna get, uh, hook gonna it up to the, the Honda. I'm gonna be the John Madden of uh, the XFL. The bus is going <laughs> all over to these summer showcases. Do you showcases. think the kids will be able for their like required summer reading? They'll be able to cite the XFL rulebook. That's credit. <laughs> yeah, for it's gonna be lengthy. I think for a fall class, I AP analyze class, maybe, yeah. the maybe. XFL rulebook. You can get out of your PE class for the year if you if you if you write a report on summer <laughs> on the year. This is going to be one heck of a summer. If you're a fan, if you're a player, if you're, uh, you know, media, for, if you're covering the XFL in any way, shape, or form, uh, you don't have to wait until 2020 to be really active with the XFL. We have been for a year and a half now, and, and, and the summer showcases are just the first step of a what's well, going to be a great summer. Well, now the con- yeah, and the competition really, like we said, has begun. And look at Dallas all ahead of the curve. I think they have a personnel department together now, and. None of the other teams really have that going on exactly, at least, you know, formal titles to people like Moose Johnston. And this is it. This is gathering information on players is so important. And these staffs are going to be at these summer showcases doing work. They are working now. You know, this is this is it for the for the front offices of each XFL team. Uh, They don't have very long to hire these kind of people if they're going to fill out, you know, director of player personnel people like. Dallas did so. What as we're recording the show, it's uh, the seventeenth of May, and our where we said the first showcase is on June seventh. If you want to, was it twenty one days uh, or so about that? Yeah, you got three weeks to put a a front office together. Maybe they personnel people. Maybe they have them put together. It just hasn't been announced. A formal announcement? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that could be going on. Everything we've seen. For, from this league so far has been well well planned out in advance. I I don't expect this to be any different. Do you think Moose Johnston was working with Bob Stoops? We the found them all. The last week, but this is uh this is really fun. This is really fun because. Uh, th- this is how the season will be won. Alan, you don't yearn for the weeks back in March of 2018 when we were scoundering for for XFL data on on social media that didn't exist. You don't you don't yearn for those days anymore. No, I don't remember. This them. Isn't I don't too even, much. For you? I don't even remember Remember talking about week. the TV deal last week. <laughs> I mean, this is a lot of news we went over today, and uh, a lot of a lot of exciting news. Um, I'm kind of also now I'm getting into like my rooting mode and I feel like LA's behind the curve, Bryant. We need a director of player personnel. We, we have and, the best coach, period. What does it matter? I, I, <laughs> he can do it yeah, all. They may have one and he's already 
doing his job. Winston Moss or her job. threatening other coaches. You think Winston Moss, do it Winston Moss is going to be... What was the coach from Waterboy that was just intimidating? <laughs> Henry Winkler. Yeah, Red Boy. He's going to look across the field and just stare down his opponent, and that's it. There's no there's no reason to even play the games. Oh, man. Well, it, let us know what you think of the eight coaching hires, because that's going to be our next really big uh, Patreon episode, everybody. 724-565-4XFL. You're dying over here. Winston Moss walking over to Bob Stoops. Now listen, Bob. I'm going to have this player right <laughs> <laughs> Or something. Or this is going to get awfully, awfully physical. But I don't think you want that. <laughs> Alan, so we're not having a poll this month. We're, we're literally just going to do the eight coaches ranked. I think we've got to skip the poll, everybody. We know what they're, they're going to vote. That You want us to rank the head coaching hires, analyze them all, and we're going to put them in a fancy order. It's going to be fun. It's going to be on the Patreon. Okay, so we'll say that's the plan for now. But if you don't want that, let us know on social media, at XFL Show. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, Jake. I think we covered it all unless you want to get into more, uh, well, verified measurements. How would you How would you verify the measurement of this show? Uh, I'd, I'd say it's probably uh, it's probably like a... Was it long uh, enough? Was it just right? Oh, I was going to say like line? a 9.2 is how oh, I was okay. going yeah, to... Yeah, rate it. Is that out of 10? Yes. Okay, yes, I didn't know if that was inches or what no, that was. No. Do, you ha- do you have the Dallas team as uh, winning... Winning right now? No, I, can, I still can't pick that. I need team colors and logos. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. I, my my goal now is to get Jake to say that exact sentence every week, which he has done. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Until week. they give us that. He's, yeah, there are a lot of people clamoring for that, and that's... that's is that next? Should that be next? We've heard that is coming within uh, the next month or two, I believe, or two months, so... There's so much going on. I can't. <laughs> uh, Alan, I, I appreciate it. I just want to say thank you guys for, for being here. We we uh, we got together to do this show on, on the eve of my wedding. So yes. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Vince, for flying from Pittsburgh. Alan, you as well. Uh, it's going to be a great night. And thank you. Uh, so if we sound a little off, our apologies. Uh, lots going on right now. But this show, I think... Jay, come on, give us like a little bit better than nine point two. I'd I'd say that nine, was nine point two is very pretty solid. Good. Yeah, pretty solid. Nine point six on episode sixty nine of This Is the XFL <laughs> Show for sure. Uh, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Of course, follow us at XFL Show. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Overcast, whatever you love to listen to shows on. We're there. And just hit that subscribe button and tell your friends the XFL is kicking off in 2020, but it is being covered thoroughly each and every single day, and we're doing the best we can with it with your support. So we appreciate you, and we look forward to speaking with you next week, hopefully with a bunch more news that makes us forget everything we talked about this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. Keep it coming. I, I, I love talking about something new every, every week. Director of Player XFL. Personnel for, for uh, Los Angeles, Michael Irvin. <laughs> It could happen. That'd be like an NFL team to do that. Just stealing people from TV. I don't know about that. Or maybe maybe stealing people from podcasts, Vince. I haven't heard from you for like a week. Were you on the phone with people at the league? Are you going to be taking over one of the DC front office or something? I, 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 yeah, I, I, you know, I would be surprised. I, you know, I was traveling. I was down in Tampa. In a few weeks, I'm going to be traveling over to Seattle. I'm in, <laughs> in LA this week. I've been hitting a, a bunch of XFL cities with my ear to the ground. But I will remind all the listeners out there, you can hear me on Patreon. Yes. At, this is not the XFL show to hear some of the great content produced uh, by this here company. Yep, he does talk all the other football there and Vince's uh, 
I guess, kind of our director of player personnel on that show, at least. And it's for a low, low price, too. How much do you got to pay to get on that tier? You can start at $1. No, not for this. Is not oh, for this X- is not the XFL show. It's over there. You start at the uh, fourth tier, which I believe is the $8 tier. For eight, but, eight bucks a month, you get to hear me talk on four <laughs> shows a month. That's huge. What value? <laughs> Vince, uh, put it, at I least four shows. <laughs> yeah, at least four shows. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week for Jake, for Bryant, getting married tomorrow, for Vince, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.